Welcome to On the House, a podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. On the House is brought to you by the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, otherwise known as TSHAC, a nonprofit that provides down payment assistance to help make home buying easier and more affordable. I'm Janelle Levesque. And I'm Sarah Eleanor. And I'm Frank Duplichan. And, and together, together, we make up the home ownership team at TSHAC and your host for the On the House podcast. Hello, and welcome to On the House. Um, This episode focuses on the pre-approval process, which is really an integral part in ensuring you're ready to purchase a home. I'm Janelle Levesque, and I am the director of T-Shack's Homeownership Programs, and your host for today's segment. Joining us today is Connie Tharp, and she excels at helping homebuyers through that pre-approval process. Connie is a top T-Shack participating lender, and she's also a member of our Lender Advisory Council. She's been a loan officer in the Houston area since 2005 and currently originates loans with Home Trust Mortgage. Starting as a bank teller in 1997, Connie has a vast experience in banking and lending. She loves being a dog mom to her baby, Boo Boo, the Shih Tzu. Now that's funny, Connie, Boo Boo. I like that one. Um, Coming from a family of educators, Connie decided early in her career to become knowledgeable about T-Shek's down payment assistance programs to help heroes of her community to achieve that homeownership, that goal of homeownership. She's also a very busy woman, so we'd like to thank her for being here with us today. Thank you, Connie. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hey, and I want to mention too that Connie and I are in the midst of COVID-19 quarantine. We're both hunkered down in our own houses, calling each other at 7 p.m. here. And so if you hear any children or dogs in the background, um, Connie and I are doing our best to be in little quiet places. I think Connie mentioned she went off into the laundry room, but I appreciate your efforts, Connie. Do you have light in that laundry room? Are you good? I do. I have light, a closed door, a computer, and a phone. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm glad so you're good that. to go. Good. So let's just dive right in, Connie. I, I frequently hear that the pre-approval process is really a big nail-biting moment for home buyers, and often becoming pre-approved is you know the first time a home buyer realizes the importance of having an ally in their loan officer. And the factors that really go into determining that mortgage amount that they can afford. So, Connie, can you please start off with giving your recommendations on how a homebuyer might find a loan officer and how they might get started in finding a lender? I recommend going to the Texas State Affordable Housing website. You'll find a list of lenders that are sorted by your county and your area, so it's easy to find someone. And Texas State Affordable Housing does a good job of putting lenders on there that do have that knowledge base, that have done the the loan programs with them, and really will be able to guide you through the process. Also, realtor referrals are really important. A lot of realtors have done the Texas State Affordable Housing loan programs and know how it works, and um, they they usually will refer you to someone that they work with. They usually have a list. Uh, family members, they're, they're good for recommendations. Great, great. Thank you very much. That's helpful. Um, maybe you could kind of give us some pointers on uh, qualities to look for in a good lender. 
To me, the most important, the very most important thing is to have, if you're looking to do a special program like Texas State Affordable Housing, is to work with a lender that has done the program, that really knows the program inside and out. Um, it is more complicated when you, when you do a special program, but it's not hard. If you have a good lender, it doesn't take any long, much, it doesn't take longer for you to get closed. And most lenders that are familiar with TSHAC are going to ask for all of your documents up front. And that gives them a really good solid file when it goes into underwriting, which gets a lot of things cleared up front and really gets you smooth sailing on your loan process. A good loan officer is going to ask the right questions up front and know what obstacles you might run into down the process. If, if, if you talk about it and see all the documents up front, that is just so, so, so key. Okay, perfect. And is there a way to really kind of get an idea of a lender's experience? Would they just maybe ask them, I guess, if, if they're concerned, maybe how long they've been in the business? Yes, how long they've been in the business. And uh, you can look online and see reviews. You know, you can see reviews on anybody in any line of business these days. Um, most loan officers do uh, get get feedback and reviews that are publicly posted that are there for you to to review. Oh, that's perfect. That's very helpful. And what would you suggest are some of the bad qualities to avoid in a loan officer? I feel that a, a loan officer that does not look at your documents up front is really setting you up for trouble. That's just my opinion. Um, every, you're going to need to turn in your documents anyways. Uh, a lot of lenders will give an approval letter based on what you say your credit score is, what you say you have in the bank, what you say your income is, and without looking at the documents. And the documents tell us so many things. And qualifying income a lot of times is going to be different than what a borrower will state their income is just simply because there's some income that we can't use and some that we can. And there's a lot of rules behind that, same as the assets. And we just like to look at everything up front. And it keeps us both out of trouble and keeps us um, closing on time and the, the process is so much smoother. I, I think that's the most important thing is to, to show your documents up front. Even though there are lenders that will give you an approval letter without seeing everything up front, it's just not the way to go. Okay. So when you say documents, just to clarify for, for our listeners out there to understand what you're referring to, are you referring to like all of the pay stubs and bank statements and things like that? All of the documents that they're going to provide to you to help determine what they qualify for? Absolutely. Most uh, loan officers have a checklist of items and you could expect to show uh, a full application. We like to see that, you know, who are you, where do you work, how long have you been there, all the, the details uh, about you and your finances. And we'll need a full credit report. We look at bank statements, pay stubs, W-2s, and tax returns. And uh, like I said, all of those are going to be required in the process. It just makes more sense and it just is, is helpful for everyone if you're working with a lender that looks at that up front. You're going to have to turn them in when it goes into underwriting anyways. And then if, you, if the lender sees it up front and there's something you need to be working on or doing or not doing, you have that time to, to get your loan um, in, in better shape. So I see what you're saying. When looking for a good lender and getting that pre-qualifying done, um, rather than just telling the lender, this is how much money I make, go ahead and provide them with that, that pay stub up front at pre-qualification. And rather than just telling them how much money you have in the bank, go ahead and provide those bank statements so that 
as they're pre-qualifying you, they're seeing the documentation that they're going to need further in the process and there's not going to be any surprises. That's exactly right. Sometimes we'll see a pay stub and um, there's people are paid different ways and different frequencies. Um, sometimes people have uh, child support taken out on their, on their pay stub and, and just different things that, that the pay stub shows us so much. Whereas if you look on the bank statement, all we're going to see is the deposit from the employer, but that doesn't tell us how much your earnings were because we can actually use the higher number before your deductions, and that allows us to use more income on the loan. So we, that pay stub is, is key. It tells us a lot of information, and we really do need to see that up front. So I think that's great information. I think that just letting folks know, all of our listeners out there, to be prepared when pre-qualifying and going and talking to that lender for the very first time, go ahead and gather up your most recent pay stubs, most recent bank statements and W-2s and just a few um, documents to make sure that your loan officer is looking at those and just be prepared initially at the, at the start. I think that's great information. Thank you very much. So Connie, what can a home buyer expect when going to talk to you about their pre-approval? How much can they borrow from the mortgage company? How much can they qualify for? How do you calculate that? It'll be determined by their debt ratio. And that's a lender term that really tells us how much money is coming in the house each month and how much is going out. And so what we do is we will take your qualifying income and total it up, figure out what your monthly income is. And we'll also make a column of what your minimum monthly payments are on your credit report as far as your, your debt and add that new housing payment in there. So then we have a column of the income and a column of the debt. And basically we just take the minimum monthly payments, the, the debt, and divide it by the income. And that gives us the debt ratio. FHA guideline is 43%. Sometimes we can go a little higher with a good credit. Um, a conventional loan is going to be 45% usually is what we're looking for. So it's going to be determined by what kind of loan you're doing. Um, but usually somewhere in that 45 to 50% is really going to be about the highest. And so sometimes if that's too high, we might need to add income or lower debt. And so that's where we might say, uh, could you pay this off? So we get that column lower. Or we might say, let's lower your, your price range a little bit to get that payment lower. Or if we need to raise the other side, the other column, we need more income, that's where we might say, okay, do you have a two-year history of overtime or is there any other income that you would like us to consider on the loan? And so that's how a debt ratio gets balanced, by raising up the income or lowering down the debt. All right. So thank you for that. That's helpful to kind of know. I think a home buyer, it's really helpful for a home buyer to know what type of qualifying factors are going to come into calculating that monthly payment or what you qualify for or what you know they're going to qualify for in a house payment. So the next question I have for you is what should you do before having your credit pulled by the lender? I think that that is important for folks to know. If they, if they know that they're going to be buying a house in the next six months to the next year, um, you know, what can they do with their credit in the meantime? The most important thing is obviously make your payments as agreed. Don't miss anything. Don't miss any payments, no matter how small it is. Make sure everything is paid like clockwork on time. Um, don't allow your credit to be pulled unnecessarily. Um, sometimes we are uh, offered things at stores to get you know extra percentage off or incentives. But if you're going to be buying a home, just say no on that and, and buy your home first. And keep your balances low on your credit cards. Um, that will 
keep your score higher. If you're at the limit on the credit cards, that's going to take away from your score. And sometimes that can mean a higher rate. Um, some loans are, the rate is determined by your credit score. And then on some programs, the amount of assistance you get is going to determine by your credit score. So you want that credit score to be as high as possible. And, and by doing these things, that would keep you in line to get the best terms on your loan. That's great. That's really great advice. Thank you very much for that. So Connie, I have another question for you. Uh, Although we're here to talk about pre-approval, I think a lot of folks before they even get to that pre-approval process and they're, you know, wanting to get pre-approved for the home, I think a lot of folks are a little bit intimidated by the idea of down payment. So can you give folks a little bit of an idea of how much down payment might be required? It's really hard to say without knowing the file, and that's another reason why I like to get everything up front. I literally lay it out on my desk and figure it out like it's a puzzle, and always structure loans like if it was my loan. How would I put it together? It's going to really be determined by debt ratio and what the credit score is um, because different loan types will have different um, requirements. But, for example, if you're doing a USDA loan, you don't need anything down, 0%. VA, 0% down. A conventional, you can do 3% down. And an FHA, you can do 3.5% down. And then with the Texas State Affordable Housing Grants and down payment assistance, you can use that to, to cover your minimum out-of-pocket contribution. Perfect. Thank you. I think that's helpful. As I said, we're here to talk about pre-approval, but I think a lot of folks are intimidated to even get to that pre-approval process when the idea of putting down a huge down payment is in the way. So this is helpful. Uh, We talked a little bit earlier about ratios. You were talking about the debt to income ratio and how that is, you know, plays into how much a home buyer qualifies for. Can you go into a little bit more detail about that and explain what the ratios are? Um, the, the back end, I would say, is more more important, which is the total the total debt ratio that you have, which includes all of your debt and the new housing payment divided by the um, monthly income. The front end ratio is your housing ratio, and that would be just the housing expense divided by the the monthly income. Uh, but the guideline on FHA is around 43. Conventional is usually around 45. So again, if we're tight on those ratios, we have some ways to to fix that. But really need to see the file and see what's in front of us, and, and then we try to look for a solution if there is a debt ratio issue. Uh, let me add that when we look at the debt ratio, we're not looking at um, utilities, car insurance, things that you pay each month but are not on your credit report. So we're only looking at your minimum balance on your credit card, your any installment you have, just the minimum balance, I mean the minimum payment. We're not looking at balances. Um, anything that's on your credit report is not going into that debt risk calculation. So, Connie, I hear a lot about the four C's of credit, and I was just curious if you'd help expand on what that means and tell the audience here what four C's of credit is all about. The four C's of credit is basically a summary of the file, and I like to put these in my file. Just It gives a summary to the underwriter so she kind of knows what she's looking at and, and all the details of the file just, just as a nice package summary so she knows what she's, she's uh, looking for. So the four C's are capacity, character, collateral, and capital. Capacity is about the borrower's willingness and ability to repay the loan. So willingness would mean... Um, have the have the credit items on the credit report been paid in the past? That talks about willingness and ability. Kind of talks about the the paycheck. It, do we have a history of the income? Um, 
is there stability with the job? And so both of those together combined are willingness and ability to repay. They're both equally important. Character looks into, will, do we feel the loan will be repaid? The credit history um, is a big part of this. And uh, we can see the history, but the underwriter likes to get a good idea of going forward if, if the borrower is going to be in a good position to meet their financial obligations. The collateral is the, the home. The home is going to be used as collateral. So we want to make sure that the home is in good shape. It meets the minimum property standards for financing. And the, so we, to, to ensure that, we will order an appraisal. And that gives us an idea of how the home looks in the interior and the exterior, what the square footage is. Uh, the appraiser is going to give an opinion of value. He will look at the homes in the area, what they've been sold, selling for. And uh, we just want to make sure as a lender that the home is worth what the buyer is paying for it. And it's supported by, by uh, other comparable sales in the area. And that value is there to meet the sales price. Perfect. Thank you. So what's the fourth C? What's the last one? That would be capital. And that pertains to where's the money coming from for your transaction. And so in the lending world, there are acceptable down payment sources and there are unacceptable down payment sources. And we just want to look at the bank statements up front and make sure that the the money you're going to be using in the transaction, we can document it. Um, An example would be if it's cash, that is something that we can't document the origin of and we wouldn't be able to use that in the transaction. But for example, payroll, um, in, in some circumstances, a gift from family, uh, there's, there's a list of down payment sources that we can use. And I think that it's prudent to look at, look at the transaction up front and the lender should know before you get under contract where the, the funds will be coming from for your transaction just to make sure that we're all good there. Great. Thank you. That really clears up the four C's for me. I have wondered that myself. Uh, So I I really think that, you know, the title of this segment is the pre-approval process. And we've really talked a lot about, you know, the various aspects of that. So I was hoping that you can kind of just give me a broad overview of really what the pre-approval process is and what a homebuyer can expect that that pre-approval will get them. Okay. Well, I will say something that's really important is that this process takes place before you go to look at homes. Um, one, you don't want to find something that, that's out of your budget. And two, if you do find the home that you love, the seller is going to need this letter that says that you have the backing of a financial institution to get to get a loan to purchase their home. So when your realtor goes to write an offer, if it's not accompanied by this letter, um, it's not a strong offer. The seller's going to need it. So this is important to take place early on. And so once you have that letter in your hands and you start shopping, I recommend that you have a good conversation with your lender about what your options are. And then once you find that home that you love, talk to your lender and say, I've found this home at 123 Main Street. And I'm thinking about offering X. And I'm going to ask the seller to pay Y. And Linder, can you tell me what does it look like as far as rate and what does it look like as far as how much money am I going to need if this offer was to be accepted and what does my payment look like? Because you really want to know these things before you go too far into it and have a signed contract. That is great, Connie. Thank you very much. That's kind of what I was getting to, I think, is, you know, we went through the different aspects of what the pre-approval process involves. And I just wanted a really good overview of what that means and what all the steps are together. And I I think you just really hit the nail on the head and and gave me a really good understanding of what the pre-approval process is and what it's good for. 
I've also heard that a pre-approval letter is really good for folks who are kind of like in a multiple offer situation, right? That's right. And it's becoming pretty common where the seller's agent will call us and, you know, there's limited things to what we can say um, about the personal details of our buyer. But I, because I look at everything up front and, and most lenders do, we are in a position to say, oh, yes, Mr. Seller, we have seen the bank statements, the pay sets, the W-2s, the tax returns, the credit report. This is a strong file. We have everything we need and we're ready to move forward. And now we only need things that are pertaining to the property, like the appraisal, the insurance, the title work, and the survey. And when they hear that and they hear the strength of the file coming from the lender, that gives them the warm fuzzies they need to put your your contract above others, your offer above others, and um, it puts you in a really good position. That absolutely makes sense. I can totally see that. If I'm a seller and I have two comparable offers in front of me and one of them has a pre-approval and I know that that home buyer is going to um, be able to get the loan, then I'm going to choose that offer. So that totally makes sense. I appreciate you clarifying on that. So do you have anything else that you would like to add? I think we've about covered it, but I will say that I value the partnership with Texas State Affordable Housing and thank you for making it so easy. And thank you for giving us such great options for our our borrowers. And, and thank you for making this available to our community. There's a lot of borrowers that just have a hard time transitioning from their rental to their to their home just because of the upfront cost in doing so. And Texas State Affordable Housing just makes it makes a big difference in a lot of lives. And, and thank you so much. You, you do a great job. Well, thank you. We really appreciate having you and look forward to having you on a future segment of T-Shacks on the House. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for today. But we hope you'll tune in next time when my co-host Frank Duplashan will be interviewing one of our participating realtors, Daniel Garza. They will be discussing the tips on shopping for a home and the various aspects of negotiating an offer, along with what getting that home inspection is all about. So to learn more about T-Shack and our programs, please visit tsahc.org. Thanks for listening.